Hello, thank you so much for joining me. Welcome to Noel's Book Nook. I'm Noel McNeil, and I love reading Beatrix Potter. Do you? She is such a wonderful author and illustrator, and her stories are so charming and so funny. Today, I'm going to read you two stories about two different kinds of animals who still manage a way to get into trouble. One is a naughty kitten, and the other is about two bad mice. The Tale of Tom Kitten, written and illustrated by Beatrix Potter. Once upon a time, there were three little kittens, and their names were Mittens, Tom Kitten, and Moppet. They had dear little fur coats of their own, and they tumbled about the doorstep and played in the dust. But one day their mother, Mrs. Tabitha Twitchit, expected friends to tea. So she fetched the kittens indoors to wash and dress them before the fine company arrived. First, she scrubbed their faces. Then, she brushed their fur. Then, she combed their tails and whiskers. Tom was very naughty, and he scratched. Mrs. Tabitha dressed Moppet and Mittens in clean pinafores and tuckers, and then she took all sorts of elegant, uncomfortable clothes out of a chest of drawers in order to dress up her son, Thomas. Tom Kitten was very fat, and he had grown. Several buttons burst off. His mother sewed them on again. When the three kittens were ready, Mrs. Tabitha unwisely turned them out into the garden to be out of the way while she made hot buttered toast. Now keep your frocks clean, children. You must walk on your hind legs. Keep away from the dirty ash pit and from Sally Hennypenny and from the pigsty and the puddle ducks. Moppet and Mittens walked down the garden path unsteadily. Presently, they trod upon their pinafores and fell on their noses. When they stood up, there were several green smears. Let us climb up the rockery and sit on the green wall, said Moppet. They turned their pinafores back to front and went up with a skip and a jump. Moppet's white tucker fell down into the road. Tom Kitten was quite unable to jump when walking upon his hind legs in trousers. He came up the rockery by degrees, breaking the ferns and shedding buttons right and left. He was all in pieces when he reached the top of the wall. Moppet and Mittens tried to pull him together. His hat fell off and the rest of his buttons burst. While they were in difficulties, there was a pat, and the three puddle ducks came along the hard high road, marching one behind the other and doing the goose step. Pit, pat, paddle, pat, pit, pat, waddle, pat. They stopped and stood in a row and stared up at the kittens. They had very small eyes and looked surprised. Then the two duck birds, Rebecca and Jemima Puddle Duck, picked up the hat and tucker and put them on. Mittens laughed so that she fell off the wall. Moppet and Tom descended after her. The pinafores and all the rest of Tom's clothes came off on the way down. Come, Mr. Drake Puddle Duck, said Moppet. Come and help us to dress him. Come and button up Tom. Mr. Drake Puddle Duck advanced in a slow, sideways manner and picked up the various articles. But he put them on himself. They fitted him even worse than Tom Kitten. It's a very fine morning. <laughs> said Mr. Drake Puddle Duck. And he and Jemima and Rebecca Puddle Duck set off up the road keeping step. Pit, pat, paddle, pat. Pit, pat, waddle, pat. Then Tabitha Twitchit came down the garden and found her kittens on the wall with no clothes on. 
She pulled them off the wall, smacked them, and took them back to the house. My friends will arrive in a minute, and you are not fit to be seen. I am affronted, said Mrs. Tabitha Twitchit. She sent them upstairs, and I am sorry to say she told her friends that they were in the bed with measles, which was not true. Quite the contrary. They were not in bed, not in the least. Somehow, there were very extraordinary noises overhead, which disturbed the dignity and repose of the tea party. And I think that someday I shall have to make another larger book to tell you more about Tom Kitten. As for the puddle ducks, they went into a pond. The clothes all came off directly, because there were no buttons. And Mr. Drake Puddle Duck and Jemima and Rebecca have been looking for them ever since. The Tale of Two Bad Mice Written and illustrated by Beatrix Potter Once upon a time, there was a very beautiful doll's house. It was red brick with white windows, and it had real muslin curtains and a front door and a chimney. It belonged to two dolls called Lucinda and Jane. At least, it belonged to Lucinda, but she never ordered meals. Jane was the cook, but she never did any cooking because the dinner had been bought ready-made in a box full of shavings. There were two red lobsters and a ham, a fish, a pudding, and some pears and oranges. They would not come off the plates, but they were extremely beautiful. One morning, Lucinda and Jane had gone out for a drive in the doll's perambulator. There was no one in the nursery, and it was very quiet. Presently, there was a little scuffling, scratching noise in a corner near the fireplace, where there was a hole under the skirting board. Tom Thumb put out his head for a moment, and then popped it back in again. Tom Thumb was a mouse. A minute afterwards, Hunka Munka, his wife, put her head out too, and when she saw that there was no one in the nursery, she ventured out on the oilcloth under the coal box. The doll's house stood at the other side of the fireplace. Tom Thumb and Hunka Munka went cautiously across the hearthrug. They pushed the front door, and it was not fast. Tom Thumb and Hunka Munka went upstairs and peeped into the dining room. Then they squeaked with joy. Such a lovely dinner was laid out upon the table. There were tin spoons and lead knives and forks and two dolly chairs, all so convenient. Tom Thumb set to work at once to carve the ham. It was a beautiful shiny yellow streaked with red. The knife crumpled up and hurt him. He put his finger in his mouth. It is not boiled enough. It is hard. You have a try, Hunkamunka. Hunkamunka stood up in her chair and chopped at the ham with another lead knife. It's as hard as the ham at the cheesemongers, said Hunkamunka. The ham broke off the plate with a jerk and rolled under the table. Leave it alone, said Tom Thumb. Give me some fish, Hunkamunka. Hunkamunka tried every tin spoon in turn. The fish was glued to the dish. Then Tom Thumb lost his temper. He put the ham in the middle of the floor and hit it with the tongs and with the shovel. Bang! Bang! Smash! Smash! The ham flew all into pieces, for underneath the shiny paint, it was made of nothing but plaster. Then there was no end to the rage and disappointment of Tom Thumb and Hunkamunka. They broke up the pudding, the lobsters, the pears, and the oranges. As the fish would not come off the plate, they put it into the red-hot crinkly paper fire in the kitchen, but it would not burn either. Tom Thumb went up the kitchen chimney and looked out at the top. There was no soot. While Tom Thumb was up the chimney, 
Hunka Munka had another disappointment. She found some shiny tin canisters upon the dresser labeled rice, coffee, sage. But when she turned them upside down, there was nothing inside except red and blue beads. Then those mice set to work to do all the mischief they could, especially Tom Thumb. He took Jane's clothes out of the chest of drawers in her bedroom and he threw them out the top floor window. But Hunka Munka had a frugal mind. After pulling half the feathers out of Lucinda's bolster, she remembered that she herself was in want of a feather bed. With Tom Thumb's assistance, she carried the bolster downstairs and across the hearthrug. It was difficult to squeeze the bolster into the mouse hole, but they managed it somehow. Then Hunka Munka went back and fetched a chair, a bookcase, a birdcage, and several small odds and ends. The bookcase and the birdcage refused to go into the mouse hole. Hunka Munka left them behind the coal box and went to fetch a cradle. Hunka Munka was just returning with another chair when suddenly there was a noise of talking outside upon the landing. The mice rushed back to their hole and the dolls came into the nursery. What a sight met the eyes of Jane and Lucinda. Lucinda sat upon the upset kitchen stove and stared, and Jane leant against the kitchen dresser and smiled, but neither of them made any remark. The bookcase and the birdcage were rescued from under the coal box, but Hunka Munka has got the cradle and some of Lucinda's clothes. She also has some useful pots and pans and several other things. The little girl that the doll's house belonged to said, I will get a doll dressed like a policeman. But the nurse said, I will set a mouse trap." So that is the story of the two bad mice. But they were not so very, very naughty after all, because Tom Thumb paid for everything he broke. He found a crooked sixpence under the hearthrug, and upon Christmas Eve, he and Hunkamunka stuffed it into one of the stockings of Lucinda and Jane. And very early every morning, before anybody is awake, Hunkamunka comes with her dustpan and her broom to sweep the dolly's house. The end. <laughs> I like those stories, did you? It's not always easy when you have to dress up and stay clean. Hopefully, Tom Kitten and his sisters will do a better job next time. And Tom Thumb and Hunka Munka were naughty, but in the end, they did the right thing by paying for everything they broke. And Hunka Munka now helps keep the dollhouse neat and tidy. <laughs> Beatrix Potter wrote so many more stories, and I can't wait to share them with you. Join me next time on Noel's Book Nook. See you soon. Noel's Book Nook is produced in association with Beagle Booth Studios at natebeagle.com. <laughs>